Usurper Joe Biden calls his political opponents semi-fascists in his latest attempt to denigrate the historic, Protestant-American nation in Rockville, Maryland August 25, 2022. Photo, Drew Angerer slash Getty Images. And when Athaliah the mother of Ahaziah saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the seed royal. 2 Kings 11 1. Last week I wrote about America and how our nation, conceived in liberty with a government of, by, and for the people, has devolved to the point where we now live under an occupation government with a son of Antichrist seated in the Oval Office. Of course, the regime press will never tell you this. Their job is to curry favor with the powers that shouldn't be. In fact, about the only good reason I can think of for reading the legacy media is the same one I'm told the people of the Soviet Union followed Pravda, to know what official lies the government expected them to believe. If you know a narrative is a lie, it's easier to dismiss it as the propaganda it is. On Friday, the New York Times ran an absurd hit piece of an editorial titled Donald Trump is not above the law. Of course, we would agree with that statement. But the Times isn't interested in impartial justice. You see, the writers at the Times and other outlets that worship and serve the beast, while Donald Trump is not above the law, Barack Obama, spied on the Trump campaign, Hillary Clinton, Servergate and other crimes too numerous to mention, Hunter Biden, Laptop from Hell, Joe Biden, Grand Theft Election, are above the law. So too are the alphabet agencies such as the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, and the DOJ. The Times is asking you to forget about the massive, treasonous activities of these individuals and organizations while focusing on a supposed crime of Donald Trump which appears not to be a crime at all. Indeed, given the consistent, outrageous lying on the part of the Democrats and the deep state about Trump since at least 2015, Americans have every right to dismiss this latest dust-up over Trump's stealing of classified documents as the latest and most desperate hate hoax against the former president, who is hated and feared by the party of rum, Romanism, and rebellion to a degree that I have not personally witnessed before in the world of politics. So, what does the Bible say about living under an occupation government, a usurping, corrupt, and illegitimate government? As was mentioned last week, there is a surprising and little-discussed example of that very thing in Scripture, the reign of Queen Athaliah of Judah. One supposes that there are many who attend nominally Protestant churches these days who would be surprised to hear that Judah had a queen for six years. But such was the case. And her reign can be instructive to us as to how to live as God's people under an occupation government and not give up hope. A good king's tragic error. The scriptures tell us that Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, was a wise and good ruler. The writer of one king says of him, and he, Jehoshaphat, walked in all the ways of his father Asa. He did not turn aside from them doing what was right in the eyes of the Lord. We read something similar in 2 Chronicles, where it is written, Now the Lord was with Jehoshaphat, because he walked in the former ways of his father David, he did not seek the balls, but sought the God of his father, and walked in his commandments and not according to the acts of Israel. But one lesson we get from reading this history of the kings of Israel and Judah is that even good men are sinners and prone to make serious mistakes. In Jehoshaphat's case, his besetting sin was seeking to make alliance with Ahab, the evil king of Israel. 1 Kings 22 and 2 Chronicles 18 record how Jehoshaphat went to Samaria to forge a military alliance with Ahab against the Syrians, an alliance which ended in disaster for Ahab as he was killed in battle. Upon his return to Judah after his defeat by Syria, Jehoshaphat was rebuked by the prophet Jehu who said to him, Should you help the wicked, Ahab, and love those who hate the Lord? Therefore the wrath of the Lord is upon you. But as bad a mistake as this was by Jehoshaphat, it was not this error that nearly ended the Davidic line of kings. It was another, related error that came within a hair's breadth of extinguishing David's dynasty. The scriptures record in 2 Kings 8:18 that Jehoshaphat's son, 
Jehoram, was married to Athaliah the daughter of Ahab. Although this verse does not say so, it is generally thought that her mother was the notorious Jezebel, the wife of King Ahab. While the Bible does not spell it out specifically, it appears that Jehoshaphat arranged to have his son Jehoram marry the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel as part of a larger program in which he sought to reunify the northern and southern kingdoms as they had existed under David and Solomon. Having his son marry the daughter of Ahab certainly would provide a powerful symbol of unity between the two kingdoms. Now seeking peace with one's neighbor is not necessarily a bad thing. The Apostle Paul tells us in Romans, if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. But note well. Paul does not write, live it peaceably with all men, but, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Our ability to live peaceably with our neighbors does not depend solely on us. The other party also must seek to live peaceably. But there's more to it than simply two parties agreeing to live peaceably. There's also the issue of the terms of the peace. Jehoshaphat seemed to be of a mind that if he could just be Ahab's friend, all would be well between the two kingdoms. But what Jehoshaphat forgot was that the only proper terms for peace were the terms set by God. The northern kingdom had been idolatrous since its founding under King Jeroboam, and Ahab and Jezebel had raised the kingdom's idolatry to a new level through their promotion of Baal worship. By promoting close times with King Ahab and Jezebel, Jehoshaphat shared in their sins. And this sin nearly forever destroyed the house of David. Application the occupation government of Athaliah did not come into existence one day all on its own. Preparation for it had been carefully laid in the years leading up to her ascension to the throne by the actions of one of Judah's godliest kings. Knowing what we do about the character of Jehoshaphat, it's reasonable to think that he would have been horrified had he lived to see the consequences of his alliance with Ahab and would have repented of them in sackcloth and ashes. Doubtless, Jehoshaphat wanted what was best for his nation, but in this area, he acted foolishly, and his poor decision to ally himself with Ahab nearly led to the destruction of his people. Sometimes you'll hear political commentators speak of the law of unintended consequences. The example of Jehoshaphat's attempt to ally Judah with Israel seems to be a biblical example of this idea playing out. And just as the usurpation of Judah's government by Athaliah was set in motion by events that occurred decades before it actually happened, so too was the groundwork of the current usurpation of the American government laid a long time ago it is only now that we are seeing the effects. Much could be written on how the historic, Protestant, American nation has allowed itself to be usurped by representatives of the Antichrist Romana Church State to the point where we have turned over a substantial portion of our government to a party allied with the Vatican. But I would just say this, American Protestants long ago began to lose their savor and are now being trampled underfoot. It is spiritual liberty that is the father of economic and political liberty. And where once our forefathers honored the Lord, our churches long ago went apostate and we, their heirs, are losing our liberty as a result. Just as the reign of wicked Queen Athaliah from the hand of God, so too is the government of the wicked Biden regime. 